Hello, Coach Andy. Hey, Eric. How are you today? Good. Good. You got to sleep in a little bit today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Till what? Seven? Yeah. Eight o'clock. Just before eight. Is that what you did? Just before eight, eight o'clock. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, uh, it's been a long summer. Yeah. It's, Even it's, though I don't know what summer it is anymore. The, the seasons are all mixed up right now. I know. It's uh, It was a short summer, but a long summer. Time yeah. is time is slow and fast, as you said before. I have said that before. Yeah. Um, the switch. We were just talking about it the other day. We're both like, as I've probably said this a thousand times on the podcast, how I explained to my wife because I try to be a good husband and a good human, like aware of my surroundings. Yeah. And my wife likes to be a little bit social, and I don't. And it's because possibly, or a lot of it has to do with I'm around people all day, yeah. and not just around people, just trying to help fix, make things, make sure everything's going well. A lot of things that go on the mind. So by the end of the day, I'm, I'm gas, like right gas. So um, why am I saying this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I was just saying, try to be aware of it. I told my wife the other day, I said like, I, I'm sorry. So I took, that's what it was. I was taking a vote in uh, in the office the other day. And I said, it's, I'm gas. Like I said, do you guys fall asleep that fast when you guys get home? Yeah, guards, you were saying that too. The other yeah. Day. Everyone yeah. says like, and you're you're just absolutely pooched right now. Oh, dude, <laughs> so so pooched. Yeah, it's impossible to catch up. Yeah, like you need you need some, and this is because I'm using this I'm using this as a teaching thing with the kids, because especially the guys that are in the whoop group because they can see my recoveries and stuff, right? Yeah, and my recoveries even when I'm in the green, my my HRV, which for people that don't know is just like a measure of your ability to de-stress let's say or handle stress is getting lower and lower yeah even though i'm having green green recoveries so they're seeing it in real time like what happens when you're stressed out and not stressed in the sense like i'm frustrated and like it's a different yeah it's a different stress like just mentally drained physically tired like those things and it's compounding because i'm not sleeping enough because of just how the hours are working out that i i'm not getting enough sleep and now it's been a couple months in a row of that where it, and it starts to build, yeah. so you can see. Actually, I was having a conversation with my girlfriend about that yesterday, and it's like it's amazing that. So for me, someone who is really dialed into some stuff like this, I'm tracking it, and it's still. There's nothing I can do about it. Like it's still affecting me, and I need to like fix it once my yeah. my time opens up a little bit more. Yeah. But for people just in day to day jobs that have no idea that are sleeping five six hours a night, going to bed late, not eating well, all that kind of stuff, they have no idea like how terrible they actually feel and there's yeah. nothing they can do yeah. because they're just, they don't know what they don't know. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm in a fortunate position. We're in a fortunate position that we have some knowledge about it and we can try yeah. to fix things when they get out of hand, like they're starting to get yeah. for like our, ourselves personally. Yeah. Well, it's nuts. Uh, um, so like, I'm not complaining, mind you. No, not at all. I would never complain about my life. I got the greatest life in the world and that's not a joke, but uh, it's, it wears you out. It's funny. It's like, no, I don't want to say that. I want to say the reason I told you this is we were sitting around and that's what I, I was like, who else is doesn't get gas? And everyone says we're out. We get home, we sit down, we're out. Done. Yeah. So I was telling my wife that and um, not complaining. But the thing is that like for the time that we school was out, like and, and things open since the COVID thing, we've been going like every day, all day, yeah. and uh, you get tired. So we were laughing the other day how how fast that changes. You go from, I just want to open up. I just want to work again. I just want to be normal to once you get in the grind, it's just like, I just want a day off. Yeah, exactly. But then next week, right? Is it next week? Yeah. 
Next week we start to slow down a little bit and then it'll be back to normal. But a funny observation I've had, because um, I made a really huge commitment to staying really fit this summer and, um, and eating really well. And it's amazing. So you see what my numbers are right now too. Yep. They're off the, off the charts, like really good in good ways and yep. very few actual bad recoveries, except again, I need to have a, a bit of a social life or else I'll be living homeless in a cardboard box. Yeah. My wife won't take it. Right. Yeah. I gotta be some sort of a human. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so on since July, uh, summertime, hot weather, uh, meet with a couple people. It's been on the weekends, like with the, alcohol or the beer comes shit food it just comes. always it's like it just yep. comes it's it goes hand in hand so i pick at it like i told you before if there's a if there's a table full of food doesn't matter what it is as long as it's not white sauce i'll eat it yep. but anyways uh just so in the last three four weeks my weight has only gone up like very very insignificantly like within a pound but I feel like my body is like I'm built like a Pillsbury Doughboy. That's how I feel. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, you do? Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, you, okay. see, you see my weight, right? Yeah. On the board in there because yeah. I'm tracking with Charlie because I like yeah. giving to show like I'm doing the same shit you're doing and watch what happens kind of thing. Yeah. And you could see like so I, when we first hit full swing, when was that? Middle of July? Yeah. Till now. No, early July. Early July yeah, till now. first of July. So I've ticked up five, six pounds. Oh yeah. So and it's and it's what you said. It's not just a five six, but it's like a bad five six. It seems like so it. it's like a soft five six. I feel so like even it like is. the quality of weight that yeah. that I have on me now is just lower quality. Yeah, that's, and that's what I, over time. That's what happens when you're in that like that perpetual state of perpetual yeah. state of <laughs> <laughs> of uh, of stress. Right. You can't come. And then to your point on the weekends, there's another thing I was saying to my girlfriend. If you have a, if you're really like through the week, we're busy like we are, and then the weekend happens, and you don't have the weekend to re recoup, yeah, then you can't. You're even more behind the eight ball when the next week starts because yeah. now you're not starting fresh. You're starting like you need a recovery day yeah, on yeah. Monday, yeah, which is that's what happened. That's what's been happening to me too. Like, yeah. like you're saying, the last few weekends, like there's social things going on, there's stuff we're doing, and you can't come back from it. You can't, and so it's like the more the busier you are, the, the that's how how important the discipline is maybe just to relate this to the hockey players, like you think in the season or guys that are playing in college or, or whatever, when you're trying to juggle practices, workouts, school, whatever, whatever, and then you're going out and getting banged up Saturday night and Sunday because those are your days off. Yeah. And this is something that happened to me when I was in, yeah. in university. Not that I was getting super banged up on the weekends or anything because I wasn't, but just the stress of like having to study and all that, it just rolls over and rolls over and rolls over. And yeah. over time, you can't make that dead up anymore, whether it's sleep or, or good eating or whatever. Yeah. You can't dig yourself out of the hole. It's too too deep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm amazed like, because um, I don't, I'm not trying to be a big, big shot here, but I think... I'm actually more active than you right now, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't want to come yeah, across. Yeah, no, no, like, for sure hey, you are. Like, come on, man. Yeah. But like, so I have a hard, or so my calories at the end of the day, according to my heart rate monitors and stuff like that, is I'm burning about 4,000. That's uh, j that's just burned, burned calories. It's a lot of calories for a human being. Yeah, and not to call you old, but at your <laughs> age, at, no, at your age too, that's an even bigger factor, right? Yeah, yeah, you're not sure. like you're not Charlie burning four thousand. No, no, you know? no, exactly. So, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. You know what it's I mean? not like like a lot of guys. My exercise would be reading the paper with the feet up. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, going for a walk. It's like, no, and that's the other thing I was going to say too. And maybe like I know a lot of people that are watching the parents, whatever, are probably teachers. And so think mm -hmm. if you're a good teacher, because some teachers are just like lazy and don't want to 
apply themselves to really focusing on the kids and helping. And I'm not saying that's any of one listening, just but for teachers that are good teachers that are like really good communicators and are really trying, given full effort and full attention to as many kids as as possible at a time, you they would know like that mental drain of teaching of teaching like how we're feeling like in the gym on the ice. But if you care, yeah, if you care. On top of that, then we had the physical element to our job yeah. too, where you're yeah. constantly moving, lifting stuff for you yeah. on the ice, skating and doing all that shit. Skating, so out. the fact that there's a cost to caring is basically my yeah. my yeah. moral of my story there. Yeah, it's like if you, sure. if you actually care, it's extremely yeah. energy intensive, yeah. like in terms of brain power. And then for us, we had that physical element on top of yeah. that. So any teachers, like you come home at the end of the day and you're pretty gassed from just like the focus and attention on a bunch of kids, yeah. then add on that the fact that we're moving the whole day. Yeah. And you more than me on the ice, the stops and starts, the loud, even just the loud speaking, mm-hmm. like having to yell, cold to communicate, air. cold, that kind of stuff. And that's why even for me in, in the gym, like my, my activities, extra activity has dialed way yeah, it's down. Yeah, dialed right down. Right? That's why my, I was confident saying that. Yeah, my, my workouts are way more like not push the pace. And then through the day, it's just the walking around that I'm doing yeah. instead of like jumping in on this workout and like demonstrating yeah. like crazy every little thing and all that stuff i'm mm-hmm. i'm putting more on the kids to be independent about it because yeah. you just can't there's only so much you got in the tank right yeah so the so the one thing i'm really excited about starting next week is to is uh to take my schedule from the craziness that it is right now and to um and just to have like good really really nice workouts yeah. and like I want them to last the way you want it because I'm yeah. like jam for time yeah. but they're hard and uh and just dial back in so at the end of the day I think based from where I wanted to be uh this summer oh I didn't get to where I wanted to be this summer just the stress and shit yeah. like you said um but I was up my good my perfect weight I, I would say two three pounds and I don't think it's great pounds, but I know it will come off like, yeah. like that next week. I'm looking least. forward to that too. The, the slowdown so you yeah. can like spend more time to yeah. recover and spend time on yourself Yeah, more, which is, which yeah. is good. Yeah, I'm the stress is, you know what the other stress is? Uh, I didn't realize it. This, I hope I don't cry. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll cry. You can, you can cry. No, but so I didn't realize, you know, because I'm pretty macho, right? They, no, no, so like, you are. Li, li, no, I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but what what it is is I, I I grew up protecting my brothers, protecting my mom in that environment. So I've always been raised, and it's it's reared its ugly head in different parts of my life. So that you know, I, I my my mar- not my marriage was in trouble, but anytime my wife and I have gotten into serious arguments is because of me being overprotective and not like protecting her so when at one point when my business was my old older business was like almost tanking i wouldn't tell her sorry honey for airing our dirty laundry here i I wouldn't say it i'd keep it from her because in my the way i grew up was like just take care of it just take care of it just take care of it so i I, i'm not an emotional i am emotional like that's not true yeah you are but i can I, i have this thing in my head that you can't hurt me basically can't hurt me nothing was going to hurt me so with my son getting drafted it was like is euphoria the right word yeah, happiness euphoric. It's it's nice. good word i know and it's fluffy and it's like not, <laughs> not macho at all yeah. but i had the euphoria with him getting drafted and and seeing the happiness with him and like wow this is, things are going well and how much they like him it's all good stuff and then i didn't really come to the realization 
how much of a, how much he is possibly my best friend in the whole world. Like how much I actually really truly love him. And I, I disguise that thinking like my wife was kind of like early going, Oh, he's going to move away. I'm like, ah, he's going to be fine. Like he's in a good place. And he is, he's going to have good billets, which I'm certain he, he would have have without us meeting them. Yeah. Uh, I've did it. He'll be fine. You know, and I went through all that stuff. And then last week we had to go up to Guelph to, uh, meet his no to get his uniforms for school was the only way we could do it because he's got a big hockey ass and legs and <laughs> they said just put his measurements online i said well if i put those measurements online you'd just you know you'd, you'd hack off a set of huskies and yeah. uh, at the knees and give it to him <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so we went up there and then then he had a, then he's got was able to skate with his uh assistant coach last week with a, with a bunch of guys on the team and other teams and then he got to meet his billets. So when he met his billets, they're wonderful people. But when I was going, when when I went into that house, we pulled in. Like, it's really weird because I didn't, I couldn't. And this, is, you know, for parents that you know you want your kids to be hockey players or whatever. Sometimes this is the the part that people don't see. Like I've been through hockey like in every way. So I brought him to our bill to his billets, and I pictured a house differently than what it was and this is not bad in any way yeah, it's just it's different, different. I mean, yeah. it could have been a shack for all you know but i was it was on a golf course so i had a picture of what golf course houses look like and then i had a picture of what mom and the mom and dad and the brothers and all, all those things looked like and like everything was different than what i thought so like just doing that opening the door and go oh hey how you doing like how can i be right anyways of right course, yeah you know so go in there but then i'm sitting there had the feeling of me as the hockey player and me as the dad and so me as the dad looking at my kid, and I could see there was a little bit of, in his head going, okay, this is where I'm going to be living, and I might be living here for four years. It's starting. But I don't think it even hit him yet. Right. But it was like, okay. It's just starting. Yeah. So as I'm sitting there, I could feel me as the hockey player having those nights where you're in this room where they're, they're wonderful people. Like my billets were wonderful people. Like I, I love them to this day. They were great. But when you have the nights, like even your first couple of weeks, you're in that bed and you're laying in your room and, and you go, I just want to get the hell out of here. I don't want to live here. This is not my home. It's not my family. They were actually better than my family in a lot of ways. Yeah. Little kid used to run and wake me up every day with his diaper on and smash me in the head. That was, it was, <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. Yeah. But it was that feeling of, wow. And then so I'm having my son. So now I'm picturing this, the person that I love the most in the whole world going through those emotions. And I'm like, oh man, these are tough times. Not only, but, but those are the good times. The, the tough times is when he has a turnover three times in two games and, and Coach George says, you know, you sit your fat ass, go have a hot dog, watch a couple games, yeah. learn how to play hockey yeah. and, and things aren't going smooth. Then you go to the house that's not your house who, who are wonderful people, but it's not your freaking bed. So that, those emotions are going through me and I was like having... My wife was asking me for a couple of days. She goes, yeah, how, what, what, you, think, you got something on your mind? I go, no, because I, I protect. No, no, no. And then um, then it just dawned on me, like, late in the week, I said, my my person that I, like, is in, I spend a lot of time with my boy. Like, if there was a kid designed for me, it was my son. <laughs> we're, the, we're almost identical. Like, not looks, but we have the same sense of humor. We look at each other. We can laugh at anything. We talk for hours. We love the same things. We have deep, 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 deep conversations. You know, like you talk to them yeah. all the time. So it was like, you know, the end of the week, I, I, I wasn't thinking of it. And I was, we were going out for breakfast, which I didn't want to go to because it was another bad meal. <laughs> but him and his girlfriend and uh, my wife got in the car. And just as we were backing out, I was, no control, 
fighting it and fighting it and fighting it, and then all of a sudden tears. I'm like, oh, come on, man. And then it was like they were deep. They ran deep. Yeah, so yeah. I was like trying to shut them off, and it was just like a watery eyes, and just like I was continually – we ate. I came home. I went and peed, washed my hands like a good person. <laughs> Washed my hands, started tearing up again. And my wife looks up and she goes, go outside and have a beer. I said, so I went out and had a beer. And we sat, I sat outside. I was, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> but it, just, it got That's me. That's got nothing yeah, to do it with it really that, got man. me. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. You were going to say something because I just went on a 75-minute rant. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. I was going to say uh, what you always say is that you always say that, be careful what you wish for. 100%. Kind of thing, right? And, and this, is, this is the path that... If, you know, you want to be a hockey player, this is the path you got to go down. And that's means the good and the bad parts of it. Like that's, nothing is all good. You know, nothing right. is all good. There's shitty parts of this. And this is, you have to you break off part of the bond you're having with, with your kid. Yeah. And that's just part of the deal. And that's what you got to do. And if anyone who thinks, and it's like anything, you want to accomplish anything, then you have to make certain yeah. sacrifices. There's got to be, you're yeah. not going to be able to live in your comfort bubble yeah. for your whole life. And this is just yeah. part of the deal. And for... Especially because he's, I mean, for me, because I didn't move away till I was 18, but for you, he's 15, which is way different than 18, you know? He's so it's like, I feel like the time. A, he's 15 and a half. Yeah, the, the time has uh, flown by. Well, then that's, then that's what I said. Like, told my wife a while ago, I said, we, we, we had this, I, I, I can't even explain how much this boy means to me, right? Like any parent, you know, shut up, Andy. We love our kid too, but you don't love him as much as I love mine. <laughs> no, but, but like spent so much time with me to now I'm like, had a boy who I love more than anything. I got to give him away. Yep. It's the weirdest thing. Yep. To, and, and I, well, knowing full well that it's not temporary. It's not. No. Because he's going to pursue this and he's going to grow up even quicker than he has. So by the time he comes home next year at 16, if, will he be 16? Yeah, yeah, he'll be 16 and a quarter at the end of his season, maybe 16 and a half. He's going to be a different person. Not Way bad, different. but he's going to be more mature. Yeah. Dad's not going to be, we're buddies, but it's going to be a different person yeah. that's more mature, that, that sees what he, he's closer to his dream and he's going to continue to work. And I'm going to be less and less important. He's going to live at home for two, three months a year. It's, it's over, man. It's yeah. like, Oh, it's, well, it's a weird thing. And I think that's what soccer punched me in the head the other day. Well, that makes perfect sense. And this, uh, this was a, a Jordan Peterson thing that he was talking about with parents, what, the way that they raise their kids. He was saying that an issue that, that you can run. To, and he said it was more common among moms because moms are the protectors and the nurturers and not the protectors. They're the nurturers and the ones that provide and yeah. they get that tight bond attachment to their, to their kids in a way that men don't obviously, because yeah. we don't have the kid, yeah. but he was saying that what some parents will do is they'll try to keep their kid around as much as they can instead of letting them go out and yeah. and figure out their life. Yeah. And that's a actually a problem. For sure. Because the more you force your kid into dependence on you, yeah. the worse off they are in life. They have a 30-year-old baby. Exactly. And, and that, happens, that happens a lot, man. Like oh, yeah. we see some kids that have come and worked here. Yeah. Some kids that have been in the gym or yeah. that you've trained. It's 100%. like you see these kids all the time where you can tell they've just been coddled their whole life. Yeah. No one's ever said no. Yeah. And they've been given everything and haven't had yeah. to scrap for anything. And it's like, yeah. dude, you're 25 and you're acting like a child. Yeah. And that's not good either. No. So for, for the moms and dads, it's like a necessary evil. Like you have to go through that that pain to let them go and let them figure it out. And, and it's not all like 
the moving away thing is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Even though while it was happening, it was felt like one of the worst things yeah. because I didn't have a particularly great experience mm-hmm. when I was away. Mm-hmm. And for every kid has a different a different experience. He could go, Charlie could go and have the best t- time ever and everything work out great. And yeah. when he comes back, it's great. And you guys are, and there's no issues and everything's just floats, yeah. floats him right through and everything's fine. And that could happen. Yeah. But when you can see how, you can see how, you know, I've been, been through it myself, but then you forget, you know, you remember, we talked about that a lot. We forget what it's like yeah. to be that, but then you realize how critical, how important the glue is of that team of having the right mix of kids. But that you understand why, like me and Polly DiPietro are best friends from sure. 16 years old. Yep. Can call each other at a moment's notice and we'll be there for each other like like that. But you realize that you realize how important the glue is. So when when they got drafted, there was a couple. Well, actually, him in the first couple round, him, Cam Allen and uh, Chase, who was a third rounder. They they speak every day to each other, like because they're they know they're going to be. Buddies, maybe captains, but this yeah. is going to be their team in a couple of years, and they've been, they've been tighter than uh, like they shit and shovel these guys. Yeah, tight, 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 and it's like it's that important because your family now becomes your your team. So you hope you got good people around you. What these guys think, seem like it, and the leadership of that team makes a big difference on who they put, bring in. But uh, you can see where lifelong bonds are built. This is removing myself from being a hockey player, but this is your new family because. The guys that you're going to re- rely on, or the people you're going to rely on, and some of the closest people you're going to ever have in your life, yeah. going to be these guys that are going through the same experience you at 16, 17 years old. Yeah, and that's why you want to have like um, a certain maturity going into those situations oh. because that can be a good or a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? So, this is what like what people don't understand for for people that haven't, and it, and I feel like it's hockey in particular too. Well, the, I'm going to say why. Take go. Why I think hockey is different. Yeah. Because. I don't know another sport where at 16 you move away from home, yep. but 16, the the college sports are college. So you're, when you go move away, you're going to probably be me and you or you and I are going to have a room, a dorm room together, not a live with a family. That's where I think it's different. Well, yeah. So this is why the team, like the team atmosphere for hockey is so different that from what I remember too, is because you only have, especially when you're that young, like you're saying, you only have each other. Because your family's not your family that you're living with. Yeah. And you go to the rink, and these are the guys that they drive you to school. You're yeah. in class together. You're at the rink together. You're doing everything together, yeah. and you're really young. Yeah. So you're growing up together. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're going from 16 to 20 together, yeah. which is a lot different than when you go to, go to school for, like, NCAA football, and you're 18 when you go to school. Or that's 19. W- that's way different. Or 22. Yeah. You're already... You're already yep basically not that's very not true. totally but you're through so much of your maturing already very true by the very time you're true. 18 19 20 yeah and for hockey players that play in college too like they they go away at 20 but a lot of them will play in these junior leagues like ushl or whatever yeah. and they're young when yeah. they're when they're going to do that yeah. so i think that's one of the, the differentiators and the teams are a lot smaller than true. other sports right like on fo- football you got a team of 40 Baseball, there's 30 guys or 40 guys yeah. on the starting roster. There's yeah. like so it's a way bigger group, so it's harder to have those tight bonds. But yeah. hockey, there's 20 guys, man. That's, That's very it. true. So you got 20 guys, and you get you get tight with those guys. But back to what I was saying before is if you don't if you don't have a maturity about your a good mentality developed or a good attitude developed, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. and the guys that you end up relying on or getting tight with are bad news, which happens, it then happens. you could end up getting into some some bad news situations yeah. when because those are the only guys you have yeah 
that's all you got, especially yeah. when you move away. And I've seen it happen with a million guys that yeah. I played with. I'm sure you have too. It's like they get their close buddies. Like you're, you're talking about with Chooch talking to these guys on his team now. Yeah. Seems like they're good guys, which hopefully they are. Yeah. But if it turns out they're not and Charlie isn't smart enough to get that's away right. from those guys, that's right. then he could be dragged down the distraction path yeah. with, with everybody yeah. that's going down that way. Right. Yeah. And that's happens all the time. Yeah. Especially cause you're so young. Yeah. Well then, so speaking of that, so you kind of use the word distraction and that's something that comes up, it rears its head in many, many, many ways. You don't know where they're going to come from. So actually when I was heading on the ice this morning, the, uh, the one NHL scout, uh, he's a scout from Philadelphia. He was asking a couple questions about Charlie and, uh, when he's leaving and all that kind of stuff. Asked, so he asked, how's his, uh, how was his workouts this year? And they, oh, he was surprised that he goes, oh, he's got an advantage that Charlie has is because he's a late birthday. He's got three years till his NHL draft. So he goes, oh, he's got a burn year. He goes like most guys, when they go into the OHL, they got one year, either they get, they get one year to perform or an underage year and a year to perform. Yep. He's got like one to actually really learn the league this year. He goes, it's actually a pretty good advantage. So that's cool. But he said uh, the distraction piece, or not, not the distraction, but he said that he asked me about uh, fitness and uh, rides. So he asked in the... In Sorry, the, and uh, rides? Rides. Like getting a ride? Yeah, he goes, How, where, so where, what's his house like and all that stuff? So oh, it's, cool. It's pretty good. It's, it's really close to the rink and all that stuff. But uh, explain it to me. He goes, oh, that's good. He goes, like, does he have a ride already? I said, well, he lives literally 10-minute walk from the rink, but I'm going to stay for the first couple of days of camp. But I said, he's, he's like real close to the rink. So he could walk, but school is a little bit farther. I said, but I'm going to stay there for the first two days. To, the uh, coach asked me to just shuffle them around for the first two days until the kids themselves sort out their rides because yep. they're, they're, they're responsible for getting yep. each other there. Um, he goes, because that's, that's something that, you know, if you don't have someone that you can count on and stuff, he goes, you don't want to be having to blame someone for being – because we have a rule. Well, and I'm so glad. We have a rule that if, you're, if it's your meeting's at 10, you get there like 15 minutes before, so you're never – and ready. Right. Like ready. And if you're the first one there every time, good. Um, so, but you could be going with a guy that's a last minute guy and it's not your fault, but it's your fault. So he was explaining yeah, that. That's a good he point. Goes, it's very important. And I go, I, I agree hundred percent. I said, so I'm sure he'll change it. Then he asked about eating. He goes, how's his eating? So I, I, I gave him the long answer because I thought he was just asking a general question for uh, scouting. So I was explaining him his workout with Dalton, with Cass, with me, with you how we're all dialed in and he, he gave me the like the um he was trolling for mosquitoes they eh? like yeah yeah no no i'm just kidding so he goes um he goes well what i was gonna say about the eating he goes it sounds like he eats real healthy he goes but that can be something that you got to keep an eye on or he has to keep an eye on it's because a lot of the guys get away from all the work that they did in the summertime it's really a good point um really good uh get away from all the stuff that he did in the summertime and you know one guy wants to go to mcdonald's one guy wants to go here it's easy to just grab shitty stuff or you're at a place where the food's not the same so you make it up somewhere else yeah then all of a sudden you know it's december comes you come home for christmas and you're almost at your christmas weight and then you got to fight that off so mm -hmm. i said no that's a really good point told him that the advantage if and i believe he'll use it is that he's got such a network of great people like talking to you every day and he will. Yeah, if he it's will. not every day, it'll be every I'll second. talk to him if he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then there'll be, you know, Dalton every, pretty much every day, myself, yeah. uh, like in the hockey world. And then he's got access to a couple other people that said, please call. That sincerely want him to do well, right? Yeah. Jonesy, if he had yeah. to, uh, in Ottawa. So um, so those are good. But the distractions are there. And, like, those are things that you wouldn't, as a mom and dad, you, you, 
you know, that's that's two things that a, a scout just told me, mentioned to me like real fast. Like, yeah, keep an eye on that. He said it probably for a reason. He probably just didn't say, oh, let me pick two things. It's probably common. For sure it's common. Because he wouldn't have said it. Well, the little things are the problem. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, hey, like, don't go booze every weekend. Right. Like, that, obviously. Yeah. Like, that's obvious. Yeah. But don't go to McDonald's every Tuesday. That's right. That's less obvious that that's, that's a right. problem. Yeah. Right? And it's funny that you brought that up because just this morning I had two... Uh, I had two guys come in to do some stretch out with me. We did some yoga stuff because yeah. they were saying they're tight, whatever. Yeah. And I was just asking them about how they're feeling and how's their recovery stuff and, and all that kind of stuff, making sure they're still feeling good on the ice and they're not depleted or anything. And the reason I was asking that is because the gym environment or them being in this environment, is starting to become less and less of a focus now as they're getting into their season yeah. and on the ice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so exactly what you said is what I said to them is it's really easy to start to let things slip when you're in the season, this is why it's really important to make sure you're still in the gym at least twice a week and make sure that you're getting to sleep on time and make sure that you're staying dialed in on your diet. Because once the road trips start and the long bus rides and the late nights and the workouts, skating and games and all that, and you guys are gassed, you're not sleeping well, maybe, or you're not hydrating yourself properly. This is where it starts to, to snowball. And like we were talking about with ourselves, this is where you start to get that carryover effect where you can't, you're always behind the eight ball. You're just digging a hole deeper and deeper because those little things aren't dialed in yeah. and it's the little things, yeah. you know, if you think I have a, fr- a Saturday and Sunday off, so I'm going to go eat whatever I want and stay up and play video games and whatever, that's because right. it's my day off. That's right. That's actually going to hurt you a lot. Yeah. And those are the things yeah. like you're saying that parents certainly don't know, but yeah. it's, it's so much less obvious that that's a problem even for the players. Yeah. It's like, well, what's the, what's the issue? If I just, I got to go out with the boys on Saturday night. Yeah. It's like, you do got to participate with your team to some degree, but you need to have enough discipline to stay away from that if you actually have the goal that's beyond where you're at right now, which a lot of these kids say that they have. And if you don't do that, we got guys in here, really high picks that they they didn't pan out. And it's for sure reasons like that. Oh, for sure. And Well, Dalton mentioned, remember he said about working out, he goes, once you get to the OHL level, basically, he goes, there's no such thing as getting back into shape. He goes, because you get so beat up. Totally. And you have little tweaks here, little tweaks there, and your body is so beat up mm-hmm. that it's not about getting into shape. It's about getting less hurt, not as, not as beat yeah. up. Undoing the damage Undoing that you've the done. Damage. Taking the fishing pole and trying to straighten Absolutely. the rod out and, and yeah. being able to function. Yeah. And one, it can go both ways too. Like, this was a mistake. Because another thing that I was talking to this morning that he said was he's uh, he wants to continue to get stronger. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to just maintain right. during the season. Like, he wants to keep getting stronger. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, you can't. Can't because suck and blow at the no, same time. Because, no, because I remember when I was in junior, my second year, I was, a f- like, absolute fanatic about working out. I loved working out. So I was still doing weights, like, idiot, yeah. three times, four times a week yeah. on top of school practice games yeah. playing junior. You're yeah. an idiot. Well, you're not an idiot. You're motivated. Well, I was, but I didn't know, but and I didn't, didn't have know. direction, and I was thinking this is good. Like this yeah. is making me better. Like yeah. I, I genuinely thought that. For sure, you're thinking that. Exactly. And so I was saying to him, I was like, you have to be patient. You have to be be smart because the workout stuff could be a distraction too. If you want to be go extreme yeah. the other way, because I'm extreme. Like that's what, exactly yeah. what I was. I was working out all the time, all the time, and to my that was to my own detriment. It wasn't a positive thing. Yeah. So it's not good to not work out. It's not good to overwork out. Yeah. Right. And then even he was asking me about eating. Well, should I just be eating way more? And I was like, well, you need to eat more in order to be like recover and be good for your games. But you can't overeat because if you overeat too much, you're going to feel like shit on the ice and be slow. You go from 180 to 187 real quick. A hundred percent. So those those distractions. And I remember my last year in uh, 
in college, my last year playing when I got hurt, I started the season at about 190. And by Christmas time, exactly what you're saying, I did a weigh-in at Christmas. I was off for a couple months because I was hurt. I was 208. Oh. 208. That's a lot 18 of weight, pounds. Dude. And I wasn't because I wasn't weighing myself every day. I wasn't staying on top of my shit. Super stressed out. Having a hard time controlling my eating because of all that, all that stuff that was going on, yeah. plus studying and exams. And I was in a demanding program and all that stuff. Yeah. And I weighed myself and I was like, there's no way. That, this can't be right. And it was. It was it's, right. And it's real weight. It and wasn't just water weight because nope. that's two months. It's two months. So, and, and when you go from being extremely active to injured with less activity mm-hmm. and eating the same, that adds on. And it wasn't, it wasn't 18 pounds of muscle. Oh, of course not. Because I wasn't working out. Oh, this was when, anyways. this was when like the, <laughs> this was when that mentality I was telling them too is like some guys and most guys that I played with through junior, they work out in the summer and then when the season starts, they just stop working out now. Yeah. And it's like, so even if you stay 190, yeah, you got you got fluffy. Yeah, you're getting fluffy. Yeah. Even if you just maintain your weight, yeah. you're getting fluffy yeah. because you're not maintaining that that conditioning in your muscles, right? Yeah. So that's these are all things that can can really negatively impact you. And there's so much that you have to stay on top of, yeah. which is just the name of the game, man. That's that's what you have to do. There's no yeah. option. You know, if you don't want yeah. to do it, you're not gonna make it, man. Sorry. Yeah. Well, like you said, the biggest thing is our little things. Just like looking at me in the last month, it's little things. Oh, yeah. A couple here. beers is a it's a it's the that bowl of chips. It's the handful of nuts. It's the, the slice of pizza. A little bit here, a little bit there. And the next thing you know, it's like the little things. Yeah. Well, uh, and just to to put it, keep it in perspective. It's not about being perfect, but no. it's you have the knowledge where like so for me, same as you. I know th- I'm getting sloppy. Like things are getting. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like I'm eating like an idiot or anything like that. Like I'm not. I'm pretty still still pretty dialed in. Yeah, 100%. But to, for myself, compared yeah. to me, yeah. I'm getting. It's getting out of hand. Where it's like it's getting sloppy. So I'm looking forward to that time to dial it me back too. in. But we have the knowledge to dial it yeah. back in, and that's yeah. what's important. Is like yeah. that you know better, yeah. so that you can fix it instead yeah. of when I was in junior, not knowing any better, yeah. not knowing what to eat, not knowing how to work out, yeah. not knowing what to do to feel good when I'm on the ice. And yeah. that's what's really important about guys knowing this yeah. when they're. Young, because you don't have a choice. You're yeah. young. You have to know. Sorry. Yeah. Well, That's for it. sure. So For sure. What other distractions were you thinking? Yeah, so I actually, I want to go into a bunch of these things. So we can go, we can go maybe, we were talking about things that are obvious to less obvious. So we can, do you want to go obvious first or less obvious first? Uh, well, I'm going to throw one more. Okay. Is, is the sleep. Oh, yeah. So just thinking for this guy here, moving away, that'll be a distraction. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's a strange room and all that kind of stuff. And sleep's very critical, guys. It's amazing. And, like, we have our evidence on here. But sleep is huge. And if you're distracted and you can't sleep, like, and all your distractions put together add up to typically not good sleep. So the one thing that works for me when I'm having a hard time sleeping, which is very seldom anymore, is I just do a lot of deep breathing. It actually really helps yeah. me. I, I taught my wife that, and she is able to fall asleep now. Yeah. It takes about, I don't think it takes 20 deep breaths. But maybe 10 once you get focused. So when you do your breathing, so a good habit that the kids could get into when they go to bed is, first of all, yeah, you got to eliminate all the, if, you're, if you have, if you watch movies or if you've been on video games and you've had your mind distracted for a long time, it's going to be a lot tougher. But when you do go to bed, if you can focus on going to sleep, like I know it's hard sometimes because you're thinking of all the things, but focus on going to sleep and how I do it and it actually really works is deep breaths. And I actually think, so what I'm thinking about when I try to sleep is all I think about is nothing or I actually think about the breath going in and out. Yep. So that's what actually where my mind is. 
And I taught this to my wife and she goes, it works like magic. So it's like, close the eyes and actually think of your breath and feel your breath going in, feel your breath going out. And that's all you concentrate on. And the next thing you know, you wake up starfish in the morning. Yeah, for sure. It works. It works like, like that. Yeah. I, I like that. We're, I in wanna, let's, let's do this. Let's stick. We'll stick with like, go from non-obvious to obvious because the obvious okay. ones are easy to talk about. Right. So sticking on the sleep thing for a second, a couple of tips I'll throw out there. One of the best things I've ever started doing in terms of sleep is leave your phone on the other side of the room. Yeah. So a lot of people say they, first of all, if you can leave your phone out of the room, that's better. Be, that's better. But everyone says I use it as my alarm clock. Okay, fine. Go plug it in on the outlet that's not next to your bed. Yeah. Put the alarm on and then go lay in your bed. And now it's away. So one thing when the alarm goes off, you have to get up to get it, which is yeah. nice. But then you're not staring at TikTok for three hours before you yeah. go to bed. So that's yeah. first thing. Easy tip. And it's, it's hard to do because you want to look at your phone. Everyone wants to look at their phone. So it's hard to do. But that's one of the most beneficial, beneficial things I did for my sleep was get the phone out of your face. Like try for like, if you can do like at least an hour before you go to sleep, great. But if you don't, just plug it in the wall before you go to bed on yeah. the other side of the room. Yeah. That's easy one. Yeah. Uh, another thing is uh, making sure that your room's dark. Yeah. Makes so a big difference. Huge difference. If you got any beams of light coming in your room, it's your body picks it up and it's harder to go to sleep. Well, that's even your uh, the phone, right? Yes, yeah, totally. If it's less than six feet away from you, you still get that blue the blue light blue light uh, effect. Yeah. So you have to if you can keep it like 10, 12, 15 feet away, then it's actually very very helpful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, very helpful. Uh, having your room cold. Yeah. Everyone knows you can't sleep when it's hot. If yeah. You can have a cold room. Obviously, a lot of you guys, if you're at your house or you don't have control over the thermostat, but if that's something you can, can, can control, then that's better. Sleep in the yeah. basement if you want to. That's fine. Uh, the other one that was big for me was if you're a guy that want, if you want to watch a movie or something before you go to bed or you're watching TV or whatever, those blue light glasses, man. Huge. Yeah, you got the, you, you put Charlie oh, on yeah. those and it was a lifesaver. Yeah. Because he was doing the online school for a little bit. And when he came to the gym later in the afternoon, looked like he got punched out. Yeah. His eyes were like welded shut. Like you could just yeah. see, are you, why, why are you so tired, son? Yeah. And it was that. And then you, you, he saw yours and he asked about it, bought them. And, and then his eyes were back to normal. Yeah. Cause when you're staring at game the screen for the changer. whole day, but, but in particular, when you're going to bed, yeah. it takes out some of that blue light that makes your eyes yeah. feel like they're buzzing. And everyone probably knows that feeling when you've yeah. been staring at the TV for yeah. two hours, when yeah. you like blink, it actually yeah. kind of hurts. Yeah. It takes some of that away. So it's when you close your eyes to go to sleep after it's not as, it's not as bad. Right. That's another one. And then, uh, if you can, some kids don't like doing this, but we talk about all the time is you read, right? So yeah. put your phone on the other side of the bed, read for 10 minutes. That'll put you out, man. Yeah. Read something you like to read, yeah. whether it's a story or whatever. And those are like, that's like good sleep hygiene. That'll make yeah. you go to bed. And it's, man, it is so important because if you, if you start, getting in the habit of I'm just going to play video games for a half hour before I go to bed or you or you are going right from staring at your phone to trying to go to sleep then that issue that that your brain is buzzing and you can't get rid yeah. of your thoughts the the deep breathing that you yeah. talked about that helps that yeah you're going to put yourself in that state yeah. you're going to play call of duty before you go to bed for a half hour where you're running around shooting guys yeah. like how stimulating is that yeah you know yeah. you're trying to wind down and that's so important yeah. when you're when you're an athlete you know what I mean yeah so that's uh that's what I got on the sleep uh, so maybe uh, going off of the sleep, I wanted to touch on uh, the video game stuff before we get into food. Okay. Because this was one that I can relate to because when I lived away, man, was I playing video games. And uh, there's some, I know you don't play video games, so you don't have a lot to offer on this one, but. I don't know how to plug in my yeah. phone. <laughs> I'm so happy. 
I'm oh, so dude. happy I'm a knuckle dragger, man. Yeah. I am so happy. Well, let me. Because I don't get sucked into Facebook and shit. Like I do a little bit here and there, but only when I do the business. I'm so lucky. Well, it's 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 so hard to get away from, man. Like I remember when I was away, I had a PS3, and I was I haven't bought a when I moved back home. I just basically stopped playing video games because it was ridiculous. Yeah. But especially when all your buddies are playing yeah. and everyone wants to stay up late and play Call of Duty or NHL yeah. or whatever together. Yeah. It's so it is so much fun. Like it's so engaging, yeah. and it's so hard to get away from because everybody's on, everybody's playing. It's like social hour without actually being together for social hour, and the time can just rip by, man. It's like when you go on a binge fest on Netflix. It's like next thing you know, three hours have gone by, and now it's one a.m. and yeah. you have a game tomorrow. Yeah, and like it's so important to keep that under control for for the kids. Like, and even and for for parents too. Like, it's not. I don't think it's a good idea to put limits on things for the kids. You kind of want to make them figure out that it's not a good thing to do on their own. Because if you just say no video games after X time, they don't understand why that's not a good thing. You yeah, know? sometimes like it's, it's almost like teaching hockey. Sometimes you got to, you say what you say and you show what you show and you, you teach what you teach. But if you expect someone to get it right the first time, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, you can't snap when someone fails because that's what you call learning. Yeah, and I, 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 same thing with my boy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You go do that, and then when you're dragging your ass, I'm going to remind you why. Yep. So yeah, doing the failure thing a couple of times is a great message to learn. Yeah. Now it's up to you after that. Well, it's it's the the why. Yeah. Like you always talk about, yeah. they need to know why, and so. Like you would say to your kids, hey, it's probably not great to go out until 2 a.m. on Friday when you have a game on Saturday. Yeah. It's the same thing if you're playing video games. If you stay up till 2 in the morning playing video games, you think, oh, yeah, my kid's home. Like, that's good. No, He's good. going to bed. It's like, no, that's not good. He's still staying up till 2. He might as well have gone out. It's the same yeah. thing, you know? So I think the other side is that, like, just a side note. It's not a distraction note. It's, it's, it's this. It's that you have no control of what you can, what information that goes into your brain that you get to keep. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't get to discard it. Yep. It's not possible. Yep. Your, your mind works like, like, uh, uh, whatever you, what's the, the computer part the, uh, that takes all the information. What is that called? I don't know. What you mean. Keeps it just, it takes all the information. You can't get rid of it on a computer, right? It's there. Like, right? you're talking about the ROM, like, like memory. I don't know. I'm not a computer. <laughs> no, whatever goes. So, okay. I, I don't want to make, I don't want to complicate this freaking thing. Yeah. Whatever, whatever is on the computer, whatever you put in is is in. Yeah. Right. You can't say I didn't do it. It's there. Oh yeah. So if you want to look up, uh, go somewhat search history, you'll find out exactly where they were. That search is that search history on most people like to see some of them. <laughs> but the search history is the, the search history. You can't yeah. un, you can't unsee what you saw. So your mind works the exact same way. You can sit there and say, yeah, but I only do it for five minutes. It doesn't affect me. I, I, no, no, it's there. So when you actually want to think of things, like the, the thing that's most on your mind or with the most that you feed your brain, it's going to be most available to you. Yep. So instead of putting good things or resting or whatever, you have a, a, a huge, vast amount of information on Call of Duty or whatever. And if that's what you want your brain to absorb and be your first go-to answer for everything then it's uh, you're not going to perform yeah for sure in any way of life well and it's not was that a sentence yeah yeah okay it was a sentence that was good relevant yeah okay totally I, as i spoke about it i'm like i don't know if it's relevant 
No, no, it, it is. no, no, no. I yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, but it's not. It's not saying either that you can never play a video game. Nope. Like I know kids like playing video games. No. Nope. But the pro- the reason I went to that after the sleep thing is a lot of times that's what it's taking away from. Right. Mm-hmm. It's taking away. Now, for me, getting into the more extreme end of why it's not a good thing, it's like because now you're just like you said filling your information with stupid shit that you don't need, right? Who, yeah. Call of Duty doesn't matter to your life. Like, That's take right. that time and use it effectively to get something out of it, you know? And there's yeah. there's something to be said for, you know, have some, like, time to decompress and think about something else and be mindless and whatever. But generally, if you're playing video games for a couple hours every day, come on, man. Yep. Not not right. So for, for the kids out there, like, I know it's tough to do because I remember I was there and I like playing video games a lot while I was away, especially because what else are you going to do? So keep it in perspective and for the parents, like make them understand why this isn't a good thing. It's taken away from your sleep. It's like, do you care about hockey or do you care about video games? And they need to learn. But the problem is, and just as in the book, I'm rereading Sapiens. It's a great book, by the way. They were explaining like, it's that, is it the dopamine? It's when you get a rush of shit that you don't want, you don't really don't want, but you do. Is that the... You, you do things that you don't want to do because, and you eat things that you don't want to eat. Yeah, dopamine. And you know it's wrong, but you do it anyways. And yeah. in, the, in, the, in the book, it, it was explaining about food and how humans used to eat, you know, basically what was there. Kill an animal, eat a plant, have a, a nut and seed. You yeah. find out which one kills you, which one doesn't. Yeah, impulsive to feel good kind of right. thing. Yeah. But sweets were so in such high demand that when people would... If someone's walking in the whatever, and they a couple of the girls or a couple of the guys, cavemen, right, big hairy armpits and stuff. <laughs> so when they when they walk in and they see oh, oh a fig tree, it's a fruit tree and it's sweet, and they don't get that taste very often. But what they do is they go they gorged on it, right? And they wired you know basically humans to that when you have sweets like a fig tree or an apple tree or something, yeah. you eat it as much as you can, or else the bear will, yeah. or the or that that animal will. So you so you, we've trained ourselves to like when you. When we eat or we find something that we don't like, it's like overkill to make up for in case we never get it again. Yeah, 100%. And, it's, and, and so as humans, now, hockey players, whatever we are, we know that we we can't drink the, or we shouldn't be eating that. But once you start, you can't stop. And it's like the same thing that happens with the video games and all these things. Yeah. It's that rush of pleasure that's actually pain. Yeah. Right? Well, speaking of that... We touched on it already when you were talking about food stuff, but the sweets, man, especially when you're tired, which everyone is in the season, you're not sleeping. If your habits are out of whack, which most of the time they are, so we're hoping that's not the case. But if it is, it's hard to stay away from the bad food, man, especially in the season. Like, so if you, if you aren't sleeping well, if you don't have your workouts dialed in, if you're not on a good schedule, if you're at your billets and you're bored, if you don't have a ride somewhere because nobody can drive you, then what do you do? You're going to the you're going to the fridge, man. Down because you're not having a great day. And and especially because we put so much emphasis on food as athletes, like it's so important. We got to eat. We got to eat. We got to eat. Always, what are we eating? What, like everyone's always thinking about food as athletes. So it's so easy to just eat anything and think you're fine. Yeah. And that was an issue I had when I lived away. Is my my billets? They had boy, did they have a pantry, man. Holy, yeah. everything you could want in yeah. terms of shit. Yeah. And I would eat all of it. I would for eat sure. everything. Because I would eat when you're 17, 18. 17, 18, bad mental state, like yeah. just didn't hungry and tired and stressed out and not knowing anything as a kid, whatever. Yeah. And then just go eat whatever the, whatever's there. Chocolate bars, gummies, and things that you think are still healthy but they're not. Like if you have 
like three packs of the Quaker oatmeal for no reason. Yeah. It's like, that's actually not a good thing. Well, my, my wife, she, yesterday she came home and she grabbed some stuff and she, she had, you know, the Halloween candies. Oh yeah. She had a package of one and a package of like the, the mini candy bars, chocolate bars. Yeah. I said, who's that for? Oh, oh no. Thankfully it was for work. She got it for people at work. So, oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, so it was there. Charlie goes, I'm going to grab one. There it is. So he grabbed one. I, it can only last so long, guys. Yeah. So I was sitting there, walked by it a couple of times. And I went, ah, I'll have one. I ended up three. Yeah. Three little baby ones. And I was like, it's lost there. my mind. But if, if they're around, you're going to eat it, period. Yeah. And it's, especially in a billet situation, like yeah. it's hard to have control over the environment. At home, it's probably easier to tell your parents, hey, like I need to have yeah. some better stuff. Even if you don't know what that means. Like yeah. we talked about that before too. Yeah. But just try try to have a conversation with whoever it is, if it's your billets, if it's your parents, whoever it is. Like, we need to have good good food around only. Like, if we want to get some junk, like, go buy it, and then it's done and gone. Yeah. But don't leave stuff in the house, man, because no. it's so easy to wander. So for just as a strategy for kids, especially the kids that are away, like, billeting and stuff, try to have, like, a good eating schedule. Like, this is one of the tips that I give to to the guys that are working out here. Like, eat at the same times every day. Yeah. And if we're talking about snacks, like there's no snacks, there's no snacks. Like you're eating a meal or you're not eating. That's it. So some people consider like around a workout, a snack or before a game, a snack or whatever. I'm calling that a meal. Like that's yeah. on purpose. Yeah. It's not just, Oh, I just need a little something. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. it's not that it's, if you're going to have a lighter meal for a workout or after a workout or before a skate or before your game, that's still a meal. There's like intent and purpose behind what you're eating there. Mm-hmm. Don't give yourself a free pass to just eat as you please right. through the day yeah. because that's an easy way to get off the rails, yeah, for especially sure. in the season when your habits are already probably going to start to slip, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Uh, and do you have anything else on food there? Uh, no, no. Just, you know, you've got to be aware of it. That's all. Yep. Because it's a slippery slope if you, if you don't. Easy. Yep. Um, I had school, mental state. Do you want to talk about school or mental state or both or either of those? School or mental state? What do you mean by that? So school could just be like homework stuff, test stuff, studying stuff. Like you still have to do it, especially when you're moving away. So that's it. That's one, probably not a lot to say. Well, on that no, one, like, if, like, you know, for my kid, it's probably better that he has uh, coach George on him rather than me. Yeah, oh, Because yeah. George, he'll, he'll listen to George. Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't want to, he doesn't want to disappoint me, but he'll, he'll probably be better with that. Yeah. Uh, in the school environment. But for some kids, maybe not. But th- here's the, th- here's the bottom, th- bottom line is that, as a, this is what I love about hockey is like, especially people that have a goal is that if you have an actual goal in hockey, it's a lot easier to do, not get distracted because it can get you back in the lines. So there's, you only have a couple of responsibilities, like really and truly the expectations that the team and me as a dad have on him is number one is be a professional, like act as if you give a shit about the crest and the logo and yourself. And then, uh, perform to the best of your abilities in a couple of things, hockey and school, show up and do it. So those are your only expectations. There's two, it's two, two things outside of, you know, go, going to bed and eating probably like those things, but your major things that you have to accomplish in a day is do well in school, do well in uh, hockey. Mm-hmm. Those are your only two stresses in life. Yep. If you can manage those two stresses, great. And they're important. And I don't, you know, I don't really care what my son says about like, I don't like school cause I didn't either, but it, it bit me in the ass not to do it a little bit anyways. Yep. Um, and, and I didn't realize, you know, that 
I don't know if I needed school or I didn't need school. That's not my point. But the point is that by going and managing an area of your life, it makes you a better person. That's that's totally, the bottom line. That's what it's for, man. Yeah, that's what it's for. Yeah, and it's if not you can't about, manage yeah. your three hours a day at school. Come on, man. You're, then you're just distracted or you don't give a shit. Yeah. And then you don't deserve to play in the NHL anyways. Yeah. And really. that, that's, that's the perspective on school. Is yeah. like it, you're not there because you need to know the equation of a line. Like That's, that's right. not why you're yeah. there. It's because you learn all these other things. Time yeah. management, organizing shit, yeah. being able to write, yeah. read, talk yeah. to people. Like these are That's what you can get out of yeah. school. That's why that's important for sure. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, mental state a yeah. little bit. So Because you went through it, I went through it. And just having a shit time, especially kids that are building in a way, like this is for maybe once you're into junior or whatever, college, after that. I wanted to talk a little bit about that because that can be distracting. Totally in itself. You can get lost in like a negative mental state and it can totally sabotage yourself over time. So I don't know if you have any thoughts you want to throw on that or I can get into what I'm saying. Well, no, no. There's an answer to that though. There's a, no, there's that's a total what I answer to do, because yeah. I'm writing a letter to Charlie before I leave something. Besides, like you gave him a beautiful gift for him to go away. And he's putting that on his mantle. That's a reminder of how hard he's worked. There's a saying that we all came up with, like a, um, a, a saying that you put on there that we all thought would be the best appropriate thing for him, which he he loves and that might, means a lot to him. And um, that's going to be in front of his face every day. But I'm also going to write him a letter. And I always tell him this answer anyways, but it's it's basically, son, remember why you're here. Just why. Why are you here? So when it's because that the why will get you through um, most things, unless it's not a real why. Yep. But if that why is to get to the NHL, to be a professional hockey player, then there's shit sandwiches that you have to eat and get through, and and obstacles that you're going to have to overcome, and days that you're not going to want to have, and the, and the easiest thing to do when things get tough is to quit and pack it in and feel sorry for yourself and find excuses and fake an injury or whatever, all these different things in, that's the mental state that you go to. But the easiest thing to do to get yourself back is to say, why am I here? And you have to ask that question every day. You have to ask it all the time because no matter what, no matter who you are, you still are, there are still days where you just want to go home and you just want to be with your dad or your mom and have a home cooked meal and get away from people that you don't necessarily know. And the whole stress, you know, you, the coach that you start off thinking that you liked him a lot, and then every time you see his face, you just want to go punch him in the face because you hate his guts because all he does is growl and have a snarl all the time and expects you to be perfect and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But if you understand why you're there, and, you, and if you understand the why, then it'll get you to, through yeah. things. So your mental state is 100% deter- determined or, um, yeah, determined on, on why you're there. Yeah. If you can keep the why, like, huge, 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 then those problems are going to look very, very small at the end of the day when you actually accomplish something. Yeah. And for me, the the point that I wanted to make on that, because that was, that was beautifully put, by the way, but but the point I wanted to put on that for the guys moving away when you get in a, in a rut, whatever, this is why it's really important to have a good environment and not necessarily physical environment. Like you're mentioning about Charlie, the network of people he has around him now very fortunate very fortunate because those are the kind of people that can pull you out when you're in a real shit a real shit time when you're in a dark place when you're having a tough go and if you can have a couple people in your life whether it's a parent or a a real friend like a real friend not just your buddy that is on your line yeah that you can talk to about stuff like that yeah those are the people that are going to be able to dig you out of the hole that's right and, and help you along because one of the things that I made the mistake of is I, I was always uh, 
like well, like you said at the start, it's to myself. Just figure it out. Like just deal with it. Not talking to people about it. Not and I would always and I would t- take it on myself. Even when I when I was young, I was I yeah. was like that. The only person I ever really talked to about anything was my mom. Yeah. When I was away. Yeah. And I didn't have a network. And and you know it's it's nice to have your mom to talk to. But my mom didn't know. In your terms mom was going to tell you how great you are. Well, well, even if she's not, yeah. she didn't know what to say. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. But she's going to say, you know, you, you're great, you're this, you're that, and, you know, just keep trying, honey. Exactly. And, and it's things along those lines, which is yeah. nice to get, like, an encouraging word when you're in a, in a, in a dump. But what do I actually have to do? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I actually have to do? Yeah. And this is why you need resources of, of people that, not to toot our own horn here, but like us that can give you actual advice of things you can actually do to help yourself when you're in a bad spot. So for anyone that's in that situation, that's what I'm talking about. Mental state. You can get sucked into that vortex of shit mindset. So have somewhere you can go that can dig you out of that hole. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it, 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 again, the mental states will disguise in a lot of different ways, right? In the Navy SEALs, when they do the buds training and stuff, people think that they're ready to go through this. And uh, for those of them, I, I, I would think most people kind of had a glimpse of what they go through and the, you know, the, the months that they're in to train to be a Navy SEAL, which is, and, and Army Rangers, all these different things, JTF2, Canadian, is uh, they get into these things and they literally say that it's not your body that quits because your body can endure. And people go through it with broken legs. And I used to think that was crazy, but then I thought, oh, you played hockey on, for, for six months on a broken ankle. You know, it, yep. we play through these injuries. So I'm like, oh, that's not actually not that crazy when you want to do something. But physically, people get through things. You can get through it. It hurts, might hurt like hell. You find a way to get out of it. When your mental state decides that you're done, the smallest excuse in the world will will um, make you quit. Yep. The smallest thing ever, and it's it's a legit thing. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're going through moving away from home or whatever, when when you're going in the shit sandwich side. If you don't, like I said, if that dream isn't huge and you're not staring at it every day and it means the world to you, then the smallest thing, the smallest thing will get you to, to, to pack it in. Yep. And then when you and then if you do pack it in, you're going to look back and you're going to think how silly it was, how stupid. You're going to sit, right? Sit there because I missed my mom for six months. Is this the worst thing that could happen yep. to a human being? Oh, poor me. I was in a house that was lived on a golf course. With a, a nice big bedroom and yeah. nice meals every day, and it was just a, ooh, a poor me, you know. But when you're going through a mental state and and you look at the, the like we've said it a million times, you look at the problems and the issues instead of the dream, the, the that environment will beat you. And that's that, got to just be bigger, man. It's got to be bigger. You got to be looking at that. I want to play in the NHL because at the end of the day, if you if if you quit on it and you or you just didn't give it everything you got because you made an excuse, you will look back and you'll sit there and say, I was a, I'm an idiot. I gave up. Because, like, look at this wall. Every guy on that wall that I've trained, they, they they're never have to work a day in their life again. Like, when you look at someone, like, I just go, like, that one, I'm not going to say the name, but that one right there was making $6 million a year for another six years. Another one was $67 million. I said, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> it's oh, worth yeah. it. It's worth it. And and that what you're saying, that's exactly what happened to me, man. Yeah. I remember, like, the little things. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. And I don't look back with regret because I, I didn't actually have any yeah. better information. Yeah. But when I look back on it, the things that threw me off were little things that didn't need to. No. And that's such a... 
it's yeah. it's almost tragic, man, because yeah. you're in such a position where the position that I was in, I was had a chance to really go off and, and get something done exactly yeah. what I wanted. Right. Yeah. And and, uh, you know, those little things that, that throw you off if you don't have something that can yank you out, if you're, the yeah. dream's not big enough, like you're saying, or, or you don't have resources to help to help you to rally out of it. Yeah. It's man, it's it's too bad because then you do like you look back and then you're like, shit if I only would have done this, this, and this, or I could have done this, this, and this, or whatever. And then it's like, man, miss the boat. That's it. And that's your only chance. Yeah. That's it. It's just like even in a workout, right? Yeah. You choose not to, like, there's, I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but there's days where I want, like, you just come in and you go, I'm just not working out today. I just don't feel it. And at the end of the day, every single time, like, no, no. Every now and then I go, I'm glad I did that today because I needed a rest. That, mm. that does happen. But most of the times, if I just choose not to work out that day at the midday or whatever, I just sit there and go, why, why are you? It was an hour. You couldn't make an hour for yourself today, you little wiener. Yeah. An hour. Right. But in that state, I just, you know, you just say, I, I just don't have it. And you convince yourself. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I got the two big ones left. Okay. These ones are the easiest to talk about and the most fun. So uh, first we can do, uh, we'll do the booze, drugs, parties, all that kind of shit. Yeah. So what do you what do you got thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's the same. I, I don't. Th- here's the thing: it's it's a it takes a big man, I guess, or it takes a big dream to go in a room when people are older and people you might even look up to them. Um, but it takes a big man to say no, I don't do that. Um, it takes a big dream to say no, I don't touch that stuff because you could be an outcast, you could be a person that. But the thing is, you have to understand what are you here for. Um, I th- I think the good thing, to be honest with you, from what I see anyways, is I think the kids, I got to give a lot of the kids credit. I think the, the drinking, yeah, it could be wrong. Maybe I'm a dumb dad, but I think the kids that are serious about hockey are a little more dialed in. And they just really are. They're just, yep. they, you know, in fact, I think it's gone maybe too far Some with some of the guys. is like they don't know what chugging a freaking beer or a, a thing of tequila this high is like they know what kale salad's like which is good uh but then they kind of offset it with video games and and weird yeah. stuff so there's a, there's a balance but um tough thing I, I i mean it happens but i think you you have to be really dialed in i mean you can't do it yeah. the, the, the 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 competition is so stiff now it's just so stiff like let's just call it for what it is if you think Look at my wall again. I look at the guys that we train, and it just is what it is. If you think that you can go out and drink and perform and make the NHL, it's not going to happen. The only way it happens is if you are the best of the best, but it doesn't happen for long, and it's just the way it is. So you can try to fight that one. It doesn't happen anymore. The players are just way too good. So what's my answer to it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't sit there and say just here's how you solve that. But again, it comes down to I want this so bad that I I, I I'm not touching it. That's the bottom yeah. line. If you choose to get into drugs, you're in the wrong. You should just go get a guitar yeah. because hockey and drugs don't mix. It doesn't. Okay, so you might say okay, nice little uh, words there. If you look at NHL players that were really 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 good. Then all of a sudden they have a really sharp decline and their legs are gone. That's why it's drugs. Yeah, that's it. That's all. It, 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 uh, alcohol gets you fat. 
and you can tell what alcoholics do. But the drugs, is, this is a fact. When you see someone that has a really good career and all of a sudden it just drops off like that, it's drugs. Yeah. So you can't last. Yeah. And and for kids that are breaking into, especially in junior, because now the parties, the, the age differential is there now, right? Where you're 16 and you're with 20-year-olds that can drink and all that. And you do have to find a balance because you also need to be part of the team, like we talked about before. So... This doesn't mean that you can never go out with the boys and you every Saturday night you no, have to stand and go to bed. Not at all. You have to find how how can I be a part of this yep. without hurting myself. Yeah. Without negatively impacting my my long term progress on this. You know? And I think the key, honestly to me, like one of the keys of that is being confident in yourself. It's like having the confidence to say, I'm gonna come and hang out with you guys or not, but if I am, I'm doing it my way on my terms and I don't care what you guys say. It doesn't matter what you guys say. I'm going to come out. I'm going to hang out. We're all going to have a good time and that's fine. But you guys can do it your way and I'm just going to do it my way. Yeah. And that's, that's, you have to be okay with that. Yeah. You can't like succumb to the pressure of, well, you're not a beauty because. Yeah, don't worry about that. You know, like you can't afford to worry about it. I'll tell you, I said this before in one of the podcasts is that when my first year in junior, I was looking around and you, as a little, as a young guy, you want to fit in. And the guys that were the leaders on our team that year, a lot of them drank a lot of alcohol. And they did a lot of things that were alcohol, alcohol, not yeah. not bad stuff, but they drank a lot, a lot of beer and stuff like that. And you want to fit in. And you know what? I, I, you, you look at these guys that were first, second round picks in the NHL, and then they never made it. And the rap on them is because they're drunks. So it caught up to them. Yeah. It totally caught up to them. And, you know, like when you're a young guy, you're looking at, you just got to, you said it really well. You got to know who you are and you got to surround yourself with the right people. And when people start getting out of your bubble, you got to know. You just have to know. Yeah. That that's not going to end well. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know that sticking to your guns and 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 believing what you believe and that, you know maybe you're addicted to dr- um, the drugs, <laughs> maybe you're addicted to working out instead or addicted to water. I don't give a shit, but be 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 so focused on your goal and have it so big that that stuff doesn't distract you. But the the booze will get you. Yeah, it will just get you. You cannot perform. You know, wear this. I'll tell you. Here's how you do it. Wear this for uh, a month. And you're going to see every time you go to bed late and you're going to see every time, like if you do have booze in your system, you're going to see the, and, and junk food, you're going to see that your, your body doesn't function. It'll tell you right away. Yeah. And, it, and there's not um, a sugar detector in here. It just goes, it, it, it works with your body and it just tells you, it tells you the truth. Yeah. But it's, it's a really hard thing because I mean, you got, first of all, you have parents. Some people think that if uh, they let their kids drink in front of them. So if they want to have a beer, have a beer. I'm not a fan of that because I feel like, so, so the argument is, well, if, I, if he drinks in front of me, he's not going to drink away from me. Oh, really? You don't think so? Yeah. <laughs> I think totally he's going to drink when he's away from you. So I, I, I have no tolerance for it. Do I say, hey, Charlie, you want a sip? Yeah. I'll give him a sip of beer, like whatever. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe that goes against the grain for me. But I feel that if I am not a good example of it for him, then why would he listen to me anyways? Yeah. So the parenting piece is a huge piece to that. Yeah. Right. Like, like, it's okay for him to have two beers on a or three. What, and what's the limit? If you can have one, how many? Yeah. Wh- why is two bad? Why is yeah. three bad? Why is four bad? Why is a case bad? Yeah. So I think at home it starts at home, hundred percent. Because if you can't give an example at home, then why would they have any discipline anywhere else? Yeah. And uh, but then the kids got to be strong. Dreams got to be big. Yeah. It's but just hard. It's a hard. It's a, the booze, the alcohol, the drugs, the parties, the the video games, all these things, the distractions like that. They're very hard. Yeah. But you have to have the, the, the determination, the, or the dream. Yeah. 
that's what it comes down to. And that's why the, the environment, man, we keep coming back to it. Controlling your environment is such a huge piece because yeah. if you're around guys that are okay with going out and having a beer one and stopping, yeah, then that's different than going yeah. around with the party animals yeah. that, you know, so the, yeah. keeping your circle is, is important. But the, the other thing is, is that if you step back as an athlete, a serious athlete and look at the guys like, and I said this to Charlie, I said that you got a couple of friends that they're going to have a party. What happens at the party he goes, Oh yeah, they drink, they do this, 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 and this. So why do you think they do that? And he goes, well, cause what do they have to lose? I said, exactly. Yeah. So for you spending, you spending five hours or staying up till two o'clock in the morning, drinking and hanging out with people, you're going to be tired, but you got to perform the next day. Even if it's just the gym, right. you have to perform. If you don't perform at the gym, that's going to bite you in the ass for two, three days. What do they have to lose? Yeah. Nothing. They can sleep man. until 12. Yeah. They yeah. can sleep until 1. They can do it yeah. again the next day. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So the consequences of, of doing it, you know, all you have to do is step back, detach yourself, look at yourself. Who's, who's bugging me to do this? Why are they doing it? What's the consequences? It yeah. helps. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I know you got to get on I'm rushing here, but I want to touch one more real quick. And that's girls, yeah. Of course, uh, I'm gonna start with one thing that you said, because most of the time, uh, people talk about girls like it's a negative thing. Yeah. And an interesting perspective you gave me was that, well, what if you're a kid that constantly wants to go out and be with the boys and do all the stupid shit, and you get a girlfriend that actually dials you in and says, hey, like you actually have to be at hockey tomorrow, so maybe you should stay in tonight or maybe whatever. And it's actually a good partner that can help you stay between the lines. Yeah. That actually might be okay. Yeah. But most of the time. In, in junior hockey especially, it's it's not a good not a good mix. And uh, one thing that, just like the booze, just like the video games, whatever, keeping you up late, distracting you, and whatever. And, and it's, it's, it's easy to just say, you know, stay away from girls. But the fact is, when you're teenagers, that's when they start to come together. Girls and guys start to come yeah. together. And uh, yeah. that's another one of those things that you have to be able to balance and you have to just be confident in yourself and how to deal with, with girls like that. You yeah, know? well, again, I think, I think a lot of it has to come down with parenting. I yeah. do. I, th- I do, man. I, I do. You, you're going to impose values on your kids. And I've taught my son. Okay, so to go back to the original question, is having a girlfriend good or bad? Is chasing women good or bad? And you can make an argument for both. Yep. You really could. Exactly. Uh, if you have a girlfriend, then you're tied down, and then you're going to be distracted because you're in love, and you're going to want to spend time with her, and you take away from your hockey. Yeah, but yeah and no. But then if you are uh, if you want to be a hound dog, because we all have testosterone, and that's what we're built for, I'd like to, in the world's big, in the evolution's biggest role, that's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> is to find girls and boys and girls and eat. That's where, and to live. So to say that you shouldn't be hornier than a two-peckered billy goat as a 16-year-old boy, no, yeah. it's just not true. <laughs> but it's how you manage that. And, and so I think it's very, very important. And, I, you know, maybe I, my, some of my buddies listen to this. No, they'll agree now, but they, they, uh, they would probably laugh saying, uh, um, you're not cool. Like, it's not a cool thing, but I'll tell you, I had a girlfriend when I was 16 years old. She, I had her for two years, almost my whole junior career. It's like three years almost. And the great thing about her, she was a good person. And I was, I not I came to my own conclusion how I was going to treat girls. I thought they were humans and I think you should treat people properly. So I, I felt like all the things that treating properly encompasses, I tried to do the best I can. Respect, love, I guess, um, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. So when I had her, it was good, and she treated me the same way. Yeah. So I felt like she also understood that I had to play hockey, and that was my number one love, and that was my number one thing that I had to do, and she supported it. Yeah. Did I marry her? No. She was a great girl, though. 
I'm, you know, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that. So the alternative was I'd be go chasing girls every single day, every night. And that's a, that's a bigger distraction to me because now you go out and you go, okay, who, what kind of, kind of, where are the checks? You forget about things. So anyways, I think from at home, if you teach your kids to, to treat women properly, and then you, when you find someone that you treat, uh, find someone that has the same goals and ideals, then I, I think you're in a good spot. Yeah. So I don't think girls are bad no. at all. Um, I don't think you should necessarily just go marry the first one you meet either, but uh, I think that you should, as a hockey player, they could be very supportive, but they have to be supportive. This is the, I was just going to say. So you have to, that's what I'm saying. Have the a brain about and the it. values and the brain. Yeah, you have to sit there and say, like, so Charlie, sorry, Charlie, and uh, he's got a girlfriend. He's, he's, he's been dating her for a while now. And at first, when she, the first time she came over to my, ho- uh, to my house, uh, funny enough, I had a cut off shirt and I sucking a beer back on the barbecue. Uh, and I, I, I gave her the furry eyeball the whole time. No, I, I don't mean to, but I have no yeah, choice. Yeah. It's just my Protective, dad and yeah, me yeah. because I don't want anyone messing. And I don't like, um, anyone dating my kids anyways. And even when they're married, I, you better be good to them because yeah. get divorced. I won't like you again. Anyways. <laughs> but anyways, she came over and it was like, but she was so nice. Okay, she's nice. She has a hobby though. She's a she does horses. She uh, rides horses, and she's she's as active and focused as Charlie is in hockey. So they have goals. They understand each other yeah. and supportive of each other. Yeah. And yeah, birds of fe- leather feather flock together. Yeah. So I'm well, good with it. I think just to to wrap up because I know we got a hard stop. The the moral of the story is with all the distraction shit. It's you got to have a brain, man. It's not the you can't do this. You can never do this. No girls, no booze, no video games. You can never have a bad thing to eat. That's no. not what it is. It's you have to have a brain and yeah. and a dream so and yeah. a dream yeah. and a goal. And that's what it is, man. And then you can make ju- good judgments and have make good decisions yeah. about that, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that's good. We'll uh, leave her there. Yeah, hey, I got to go. I yeah. got to hit the ice. So yeah. I'm like five minutes Late. away. So. <laughs> okay. Okay.